They put on the helmet and pads. Picked off by Jonathan Joseph. The Texans go in front. And make the big plays. Sacked again by Whitney Merciless. His second of the game. Now it's time for Texans players to take you inside the game. But as a player, you got to use the little things and the details. And they'll take you outside the white lines, too. Bread pudding, apple pie and ice cream, peach cobbler, or sweet potato casserole. Yeah. Welcome to the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show. Live from Fuddruckers with your hosts, Mark Vandermeer, D.P. Sidhu, and Drew Doherty. At Fuddruckers, Greenway, welcome to the program. And we gather here at a Fuddruckers every Tuesday at 6 o'clock. And we'll be back here next week. I'll set up that show for you in just a few moments. Uh, right off the bat, full disclosure, Drew Doherty is not here tonight because he is overseas in London. If you go to his Twitter feed, at Doherty Drew, he does a little video of the River Thames and... That's what it is, right? Thames. Thames. It's spelled it, like T H A M E S. Why not Thames or Thames? They're or, British. They're uh, British. Yeah, they're hello. There's plenty of American things that don't make sense. Uh, of course, either. of course. I mean, don't like, be why, that guy, Mark. Don't go to England San and be that Jacinto? guy. Why is it San Jacinto? That seems rather <laughs> odd if it's Spanish. All right, so our guest tonight <laughs> is Travis Johnson, former Texas defensive lineman. And radio professional, by the way. Travis, it's great to have you with us. Man, now, I appreciate coming out, man. The team is, uh, it's not a short week, but it's a weird week. Have you ever been to London? I've been to London as a, as a traveler, but I had never been as a player. I missed going with the Chargers the year before. They went the year before I got there. Right. And then now I was hoping to go as an ambassador, but... You know, once they get once they gave Dre a regular job, you know, kind of they got to put us out put us out the pasture on going. So, you know, I was hoping we were going to be able to sneak in the back door, but it's okay. Yeah, I thought they might bring a few, but they, they've got the cheerleaders in Toro and, yeah, and, and the actual players. The and they, got, players. and they got Kevin. Kevin. Kevin's actually going. Oh yeah, Kevin, Kevin Walter, Walter is going. Yeah. We're going to be at the. If you're listening and you're going to London, which I imagine is a big slice of this audience, uh, we're going to be at the Barrel Boy and Banker, wherever that is, so on Friday leave? night. We leave Thursday night. So it's an overnight flight. And, uh, you know, Bill O'Brien was talking about, well, you push a button and the chair turns into a bed. I'm thinking, I don't know about my seat to this. Think, I don't think we're in that section of the plane, <laughs> I Mark. Think we're, I think I'm, I'm standing <laughs> up like, or something like that. Like that's, that's the greatest section. We went to Rome about, uh, about a year ago. Me and my wife went to Rome. And it was one of the greatest times ever when I got to sit in business class. I mean, right. I always sit in business class. But going that far, my first time having my own little cocoon. Yeah, <laughs> and ordering as many drinks as I wanted to. I remember the, the stewardess looked at me like, I was like, hey, let me get a vodka tonic before we take <laughs> off. Well, she brings me a scotch on accident. Oh. And so she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, no, I'll drink that. Bring me the vodka <laughs> and the vodka. some wine. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, listen, I'm not an angry drunk, so don't mind, don't mind me. When I get there, I'm going to go to sleep. No worries. <laughs> That's so good. Just checking. Are you an angry? They should like have a little checklist. They're stuck with you otherwise no, no, no. for like oh, 10 hours. Angry drunk, no she had drinks. that look like, dude, you're too big for me to have to control. For us to have to flip this uh, plane around. Oh my gosh. I'm like, no worries. And she's like, oh, he's probably only going to be a couple hours. Like four and a half hours into the flight, I'm still drinking. Three, three at a time. <laughs> okay. The Fuddruckers, <laughs> Texans players show. All right. Uh, are you a good sleeper on the plane? 
Oh, I can sleep anywhere. All right, so you're one of those. I mean, but guys. I don't, I don't, I don't sleep long, but I can sleep anywhere because I don't sleep that much. I get about four hours a night at the most. Ooh. Wait, what? Yeah, I like on a normal night. Yeah, I don't sleep much, and you're okay with that. Do you yeah. nap at all? Do you get a little? Nap I might doze off like for <laughs> ten minutes in the middle of the show. Travis, like, I, that's is a red quiet. light. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it has happened, but uh, I mean that's. But why? When you were when you were playing, you were sleeping more four than hours this. a day. That's no. it. No, you're one sleep. of those guys, yeah, and it and it. I, I wish I could sleep longer, but the longer I sleep, the tighter I am. Really? Yeah, the more you exhausted, know, I guess. You know, tighter is not a word. Tireder. I don't know. I, Do you drink heard... a lot of caffeine? No, not really. Do you like coffee? I love coffee. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm, I'm wondering. This, I'm, you know, I'm amazed by this. I, I would need, not be able to function. I need seven hours, 12 minutes, and 32 seconds. Like, if I don't get that, it's no good. Like, so what time, a, do you, what time do you go to bed every night? It, it's a disaster. I mean, I try to go to bed at 10, but it's 10, 30, 11, and then I get, I get up at 5.30 every day. I just force myself to. So outside of sports, what else do you get to watch? Because uh, if you go to bed at 10 o'clock, you can't you're see. You're watching something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm doing something stupid, like reading the phone, and I'm watching, you know, I flicker. I do watch the golf channel. I'm one of those people. Yeah. and. Yeah, see, All right, I got some. I got some agreement here in the crowd. Golf Channel, a lot of NFL Network. I really do. I have yeah. the NFL Network on in my office, and it's just a constant thing. You know, it's. I, it's, I understand. It's that. the life, man. It's it. By the way, it was Legends Day yes, uh, when the Texans played the Raiders, and you guys all came out and were honored uh, during the game, right? Yeah. What is that like for you as a former player to go out there? Because, I and I'm so glad the Texans do it. I just feel like. I, I, and it, I think it's great to do it. I do. But I feel like I just want to hang out with you guys. You know, I, I just want to be a part of it somehow. Maybe and I'm, I'm going to talk to Candice and I'm going to talk to Jennifer and everybody else about participating in some of these events that you guys have, because I'd love to see you guys over that weekend. Oh, it's, it's a phenomenal time. I think, you know, uh, we do the basically like the introduction first day, but it's always it's like a big family reunion. You know, it's yeah. like. You know, everybody tells old stories. Everybody tells old jokes. You know, so it, it's lies. Lies get even more extravagant over the years. Uh, but you know, what's funny is, um, like Andre was telling a joke the first, like telling a story about a game they played in two thousand and three or you know, or two thousand four, and they're sitting there at breakfast. It's Andre Milford and and Fred Weary. Oh wow! And so <laughs> Milford comes. He has a couple things. He's like, "Dang, you gonna eat that?" Yeah. Like why why eat so much? Because Andre only has like little portions. Yeah. Well, Fred gets down there. He has a steak. He has two mm-hmm. Belgian waffles. He has eggs. He has bacon. And Andre goes, "I know you're not gonna play today." And Fred <laughs> goes, "And it's a fire breakfast, right?" <laughs> and everybody just laughs. So I mean, it's a good time because you get stories that you hadn't heard. You get guys that you hadn't seen. Marcus Coleman looks like he hadn't aged a day wow. since the day since, since the day he was here last in '05. And you know, you just get you just love meeting other people's families, seeing them for the first time in a long time. Junior Iwani was here. I hadn't seen his wife since a couple years ago, but his kids are now, you know, they're seventeen years old, sixteen years old, and you're sitting there like, oh my god, dude, I met you when you were two. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel a little old at times, so. though. Yeah, but it's a great time, man. It's like it's it's experience like no other. I love that you guys were on the field after halftime as the players were coming out of the tunnel. What was that like? Oh, that, that was cool. You know, that was real cool, especially for some of them. I guess it's fortunate. Me, I'm an ambassador, so I get to experience it all mm-hmm. the time. I'm right. around a lot of the guys. You know, a lot, of, a lot of the current guys know me, which I love about being an ambassador is the fact that I still stay. For them, they see me. Mm-hmm. They talk to me. They, yep. they give me a little bit different. 
Every time they see me, it's different. You know, right. when we were standing in line, D Hop made sure he came over, gave me a hug. See, that's you know, cool. It's, so it's always it's always love with those guys because I'm there every day. But the guys who don't live here in Houston don't get the experience that I think is great for them, and I think it's great for their kids to see. You know, we got kids that never seen us play. My baby boy has never seen me play, mm-hmm. except for on you know on Madden when he plays an old Madden game or <laughs> when he pulls up Game Rewind. To watch it like that. So what's, what's his rating? What's Dad's rating on Madden? <laughs> what's the number? <laughs> he's not going to tell me. No, he's not. <laughs> he could beef it up too. But he has. They they have beefed it up. Yeah, I'm a 99, so you know they, just, they give me a point for every number on my jersey. Somebody was mentioning you just last week. Who did we have on the show? Was it DJ Reader? Yeah, you, oh, yeah DJ's you were, good. Yeah, good yeah. He was talking about you being being one of the ambassadors that he definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, he knows a, well and keeps in touch with. Like, oh, he's a great players. dude, man. I I I really enjoy uh, DJ. I met DJ originally through Jelani Hawkins, who was a guy who played on the team for a little bit mm-hmm. early on in the days uh, in '02, and Jeez. we we've stayed. I mean, we've been close for the whole time. You know, I love you know the fact that I show him. I, I enjoy. I'm a student of the game from you know growing up. We didn't have NFL films, but we did have NFL films, but it was all on VHS. Yeah. So, you know, you got to watch the old Steve Sable, uh, you know, right. reel-to-reels almost. So I remember, like, watching. You know, it's funny because now he's, he's been doing the Gravedigger dance when he makes a big play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all I think about is Gilbert Brown. Big Gilbert Brown when he used to do the Gravedigger play back in, you know, the, uh, the celebration back in the 90s for the, mm-hmm. uh, for the Packers when they, when they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. When yeah. They, it just, to me, it's just him showing homage to – the guys before him, he's a he's he's big on that, and I love it. Yeah, he's he's a great guy, and he's yeah. a really good player. Yeah. I mean, he's making plays this year. I think he's putting together a Pro Bowl campaign. Oh, no question. Yeah, I think he's the most under. I think he really is the most underrated defensive lineman in the NFL right now. Really? Yes, no question. Because I, I you believe... know, he, it, it's hard for those guys, right? I mean, you're one of those guys. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to get the notoriety unless you're sacking the quarterback. But exactly. he is making TFLs. However, a lot of the stuff doesn't show up on the stat never sheet does. necessarily as an individual. It never does, especially when you play in the nose position and and, mm-hmm. and moving around. He'll never he'll never put up the JJ Watt numbers. He'll right. never put up. You know, I, I look back and I go to those Pittsburgh Steelers day. Those Pittsburgh Steelers of the two thousand threes to you know, 2010, 2011, right. we think of Casey Hampton. Casey Hampton yeah. arguably was probably one of the, the best nose guards for that generation. Mm-hmm. Sure. But nobody knows him like that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about uh, big Chris Hokey, who played on the outside, he's probably one of the best three, four ends of that time out of BYU. But nobody knows these guys. Right. But they all got two rings. You, you see, yeah. so they were great players. But I don't think they got shown the love. I mean, I think Casey Hampton eventually gets in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to take some time. But. I think with DJ, if DJ keeps on doing what he's doing, and he's going to shine, man, people are going to recognize it. He's going to go to Pro Bowls, but maybe not all pros because of the position. Well, now with J.J. Watt out for the season, what man. happens to DJ Reader's role? Because he was already doing so much. J.J. was doing a lot against the run. Obviously, he's a great pass rusher, too. But yeah. does that put more pressure on DJ? I know they've talked about bringing other guys in. It's not going to be just any one player that's going to have to make up for J.J.'s um, absence or loss but how much of that is going to weigh on, on DJ well it's going it's to be big on D. I mean I, regardless when, when you're playing the nose man and you're playing and you're playing defense t- uh, defensive tackle it's yeoman's work it's not easy work at all you know it's it, every it, play every play is every play is taxing so yeah. it's not like he's like oh you got to do more like he's giving everything he got right mm-hmm. now uh i think for guys like charles amina who that he's going to have to step it up because he's in, now he's going to get a lot more plays yeah you got to think jj is a guy who he got he got hurt what the beginning of the third quarter, 
It was uh, in the second. Early. In the second quarter. Because yeah, he didn't come out after quarter. halftime. Yeah. yeah hurt they, the still held him, they held him to 10 the rest of the way. Yeah, but think about this. He got hurt, hurt in the second quarter and still played 53% of the snaps in the game. So he, he wow. so now mm-hmm. you got a guy who probably maybe gave you 10% of the snaps during a year. Mm-hmm. Or now he's going to have to play 40%. He's right. going to have to give you a lot more plays. A 15-play guy now is a 30-play guy. So yeah. that's going to be the biggest the biggest issue when it comes down to playing time and who has to step up is are they ready to play in a bigger role? And you got eight games left. It's not like you got hurt in week 13 no. and you got to go into the finish yeah. here. You got a big chunk. Of, you have the, half the season, literally, and that's tough. But, yeah, these guys are doing a good job stopping the run, Travis. And tell me about that. It looks like, look, they've made some good defensive effort before and performances and everything, but there's some sort of new new buy-in to stopping the run. They're really dedicated to it. And I know they always have been, but it's really showing up on the stat sheet. That the, is The Lunchbell crew. The Lunchbell yeah. crew. I mean, it, it, they it, got that they, identity. Yeah, that, that's, their, that's their identity. That's their, biggest, that's their biggest deal, man. It is... You know, uh, they have they have come up with their own nickname for their crew. They have uh-huh. taken they've taken ownership and said, you know what? What defines us? Mm-hmm. What defines us to say we're going to be we're going to be a great group? When I was in San Diego, we called ourselves the, the Zoo because right. it just was a bunch <laughs> of different guys plucked from different parts of teams and all walks of life and every different draft picks and just mm-hmm. stuck together. But we played well together, so they just called us the Zoo. We kind of made that name up and it stuck with us, but. These guys, the Lunch Pail crew, they come to work like a Lunch Pail crew on, on, the, on the construction site. They come to do all the dirty work. DJ, DJ's the leader of the group. He's the crane. You know, he's the guy doing all the heavy lifting on the, on the operation, mm-hmm. and everybody else falls in line afterwards. So it's, it's great. Everything about them is hard work. And when you got guys like that, you play the run well. You might not mm-hmm. rush the passer as well, the reason why they only have 17 sacks right now. But tackle for loss, you know, uh, tackles for no gain. You know, playing in the opponent's backfield, that's what they do a lot. So they'll get a lot of tips and overthrows, but they also get a lot of pressures. They might not get mm-hmm. the finish of the sacks like a Whitney Merciless will because Whitney's having a great year right now. What is he at, five and a half, six and a half sacks right now, which is great, which I think now he's going he's to get even more rushes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's only going to go up. All right, Travis Johnson is with us. We are at Fuddruckers. Greenway location, 59 in Wesleyan. We touched on London, but a little bit more on the nuances of that. The Jaguars, they're 4-4. Four and four. Everybody in the AFC South, 500 or better. We're going to talk about all of it. We're here at Fuddruckers for the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show. Keep it here for more of the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show, right here on Texans Radio. Hey, y'all, it's Marty Smith with Academy Sports and Outdoors. College football is here, which means it's tailgating season. Meat sizzling on the grill, a cold drink in your hand, great music on the speakers. You've got to love it. Get all you need for the perfect tailgate from my friends at Academy Sports and Outdoors. They have the best brands at the best prices from grills and coolers, team jerseys, and hats. Everything you need is at your local store or academy.com. What are you waiting for? Shop Academy today. I'm pretty sure our new house might be haunted. What makes you say that? The furniture is levitating. Oh, and the ghost. Welcome home. Yeah, that's that's spooky. You know what's really scary? Missing out on GEICO for help with homeowners and renters insurance. GEICO makes it easy to save a bunch. Great. Uh, you're not sticking around, right? The party's just getting started. <laughs> Happy Geico Week. Call today and see how easy homeowners and renters insurance can be. And renters insurance can be. And renters insurance. Now back to Fud Ruckers for more of the Texans Players Show. 
Yes, 59 and Greenway, welcome back. I hate saying that because, like, we didn't go anywhere and you didn't go anywhere. You were right there. So, But we're back with Travis Johnson here and D.P. Sidhu as Drew Doherty is in London. Advanced scouting trip for Drew and Tyler Sudarth, our videographer extraordinaire. And we're leaving Thursday night. We'll be uh, hanging out for a couple of days. I'm going to a Premier League game on Saturday. Tyler has the best job in the building. You think like, so? He gets huh? to go everywhere with that camera. Yeah, he does. He that loves is a it. heavy camera, though. It He's is a heavy camera. Yeah, but it's not as heavy as some, of the, some of the TV dudes have these gigantic, they look like old 1970s stereo systems. On there, or like a boom box, you know. Yeah. Tyler's is a little smaller than that, but yeah, he's a stud anyway. Did you he's, have a boom box growing up? Uh, yes, of course. No, I really, you know, I, did, I actually did. I did in college, I had a boom box. I wouldn't walk around with it, you know, but you then walk around with your gold chain, your afro <laughs> kicked out. Huh? That's me, Trav. That was him. That's I know. Him. It's exactly that's, that's, him. I had a rock man for my guitar, like, which was a walk, a man. walk man. You man could with... plug your guitar right into that. It was invented by the guy from Boston, Tom Schultz, and you could just jam on this thing, and it sounds like a Marshall stack in your ears. It's so awesome. Yeah. They still have stuff like that. They have a lot of better stuff like that these days. Okay, let's talk about this, because not only did you wear number 99, but the current number 99 is hurt with a torn pec, reportedly. Yeah. Uh, you had this injury, yeah. so I tell still, us I about that. I still have it. You still have it. So yeah. he got surgery. I, I saw a report that he got surgery today. But what about you? What did you do, and how so, did you get uh, it? I mean, for one, I was in San Diego, so it was a little different because uh, <laughs> San Diego's not trying to do surgery on anything right now. Um, so it, I got hurt against Philly. Okay. And um, I remember the play like it was yesterday. LaShawn McCoy was cutting back across the field, and he does doing like LaShawn does with the ball hanging out here. Right. I tried to knock it out, and when, I, when it happened, my arm went back, and I just felt it. I couldn't push off the ground at, at the time. So I'm like, dude, what's going on? I, I was almost like I was dead. But uh, so we didn't do the surgery because they were like, hey, you know what? Let's take a week off and see how it, you know, see see what happens. After we got the MRI, they're like, yeah, there's like one strand left. They said, but if we have surgery, you can be out for the season. Mind you, now I just got off of the growing surgery right before I was traded. I was, you know, often injured while I was here. So I'm like, dude, I really want to play. Mm. So they was like, hey, man, it just, it'll probably scar down a little bit. And uh, so we didn't have the surgery, but by not having the surgery, it's it's what led to me tearing my shoulder the following year. Oh, Ooh. really? Because, because when I was tackling Arian mm-hmm. here the following year, basically the chest takes absorbs all of that, you know, that extra stretch mm-hmm. when you stretch here. Right. And there was no chest to do it, so my shoulder ripped. It basically just... Shredded that, shredded that as well. Well, why not have the surgery at the end of the season? Was that an? It was already scarred. It was scarred down too bad. It was too late. And then so when oh. I uh, when it's funny because when I tore it, when I tore uh, the shoulder the following year, and Doctor Lowe did my surgery. Doctor Lowe was like, you know what? I thought about fixing the chest while we were in there, mm-hmm. and just you know clean out the scar tissue, fix the chest. He's like, but then I I remember you telling me before you went in like you're trying to get back right now, and we don't know if. You know, if I fix Ooh. the chest, it might be a year right. because of fixing the chest. And, and you didn't sh- discuss this beforehand? Time. What did he want to do, wake you up? Like, hey, well, uh, I, you know, I hadn't because, you know what, I was in San Diego, so I hadn't told Doc mm, that, I I, that I had tore it. You know, I hadn't told him. Oh, until, so he saw it when he got in there. He saw it when he got in there. Isn't that and funny he, to be him? Like, hey, I see another injury <laughs> in there. How about Should that? Should I fix it? Well, he didn't tell me to. So, you know, it was, you know, it's it's a part of decision making, and it cost me. It cost me a lot of money, but I mean, oh. it is it is what it is. I you know I accepted it. You know I moved on. You know at one point I was, 
I was in a dark place because of it, because right. I felt like if I had more information or if I wasn't injured so often before, I mm-hmm. would have made a different decision. So I, it is what it is. Travis, it looks, I mean, I'm sure it hurts, but it looks like it doesn't hurt as much as some other injuries based on player reaction when they suffer this injury. I got to imagine maybe they're different, different strokes it's, for different, it's a different It's a different type of injury. You don't realize how much stuff you use it for. Right. You don't realize, I mean, when, when somebody asks you, hey, put your, put your hand on your belly button and hold it there, and I'm going to pull your arm from you, and you're sitting there like, oh, oh, really? Why can't I stop this guy from doing this? Oh. Uh, you no know, strength. It's, yeah, it's, it's stuff like going out here to even do a bench mm-hmm. press. Like, right. So it's, it's a lot of stuff that Mario you can Mario had do. it too, right? Yeah, Mario did have and it. And I remember when Mario got it, I remember the moment, because he was looking at his arm like, hey, this doesn't look right. It, yeah. It's almost like he wasn't. I'm sure he was in some pain, but, you know, when guys go down with knees and things like that, they just look, they have a different look about them with what they're suffering. Well, even when J.J. suffered it, it almost seemed like he was just moving his elbow around, like, oh, something's not right with this elbow brace. It it feels funny because, see, what a lot of people don't realize is it attaches in the shoulder, but it's also connected to the bicep a little bit. So I tore Mm -hmm. the bicep as well. So when it tore, so so you're feeling like this, this motion is normally is, it doesn't move this way. You know, right. normally you get a little bit more restriction. Mm-hmm. You, you can feel like almost like a rubber band. Oh, so nothing's pulling nothing's, at it. Nothing's oh, pulling at it. And it's like, that feels weird. like what's what's yeah. going on with me? But not a good thing to play football. No, with. it's not. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's too bad about JJ's out for the year and they're going to have to go without him. We talked a little bit about that. Uh, now, what about we talked about sleeping on the plane and everything going to London. And by the way, before we go anywhere. Astros are playing tonight, as we all know. We're at Fuddruckers. They have the games on. I've been reminding everybody about that. The game is on here. And if they have to play tomorrow night, I'm sure Fuddruckers will have the game on again. But we're hoping they clinch tonight and get the job done. What's your reaction to all that? Well, for one, being a Dodger fan, I, I, I was sorely, I was sorely Ooh, upset that, that they weren't here to play against the Astros. Yeah. But... You know, uh, my children are all diehard Astros fans, mm-hmm. especially my oldest boy. So, you know, um, I'm excited. You know, uh, I, I, I originally thought it would go seven games, Yeah, to be honest with you. And, and you might I, be and right. I, and I didn't, you know, I didn't see, because of the Astros' slow start, I didn't see them overcoming the pitching. Right. You know, as far as from. Well, from, after losing the one Nationals, and two, yeah. I mean, yeah. And I'm thinking, we might get swept. At that time, and I'm right. like, dude, this is this is. It was in play because those pictures that they have with Bryce, with uh, Scherzer, with um, what's the other kid, but they can pitch. Yeah, but we've touched them up real good these last Strasburg couple of games. Strasburg is pitching tonight. Yeah, so it's. I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how we play today. I mean, if it if if we lose and it goes seven games, I wouldn't mind winning game seven because as a fan of like this is the best time ever in sports. Mm. You're getting basketball season started back. You're yeah. in the middle of like playoff. It's almost like playoff race heating up for for football as mm. far as winning games. And you got the World Series. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It is. It's a pretty cool time in, in sports right now. It is. When you were playing back in your playing days, how much were you following the Dodgers and basketball oh, I, and other I, sports? I, I, how much did you go to Florida State baseball games when you were there? Uh, I went. I actually went a lot. You know, really? when, when to we Dick had Hauser Stadium. Dick Hauser Stadium. Where's the other Dick Hauser Stadium? Oh, there's another way in Kansas somewhere. Kansas City, wow. the Royal Kansas Stadium City. is Dick Hauser. Uh, no, it's uh, it's Dick Hauser Stadium. Well, it's Kauffman Stadium. But well, they, now it used uh, to be Dick Hauser. Oh, okay. The one right next door uh, oh. to the to the uh, Chief Stadium. Mm. So, uh, but 
I had season tickets to the Astros my rookie year. You like did. Season yeah. tickets? Yeah. Because you had so a, much free time to go to no, all those was a man of the world. It, <laughs> wasn't, it wasn't that. I mean, my parents are from Panama, so baseball is my first love. Oh, okay. okay. Like, it was, like, I never was meant to play football. It was always, <laughs> you're going to be the next first baseman for the Dodgers growing up. Like, my granddaddy wow. was all, he was just big on that. Just So you played as a kid? I played, I played for a long time. Yeah, so I got to high school. My freshman year of high school was my first year I didn't play. And that's because I got a bad grade. My daddy was like, no. Oh, wow. What did you like about it? What did you not like about well, it? Well, I played catcher. There's nothing I didn't like about baseball. Okay. I mean, I was a catcher. I was full-time. I mean, I was a, I'm an ADD, ADHD kid. Did you talk a lot as a catcher? Yeah, I did. Because the, I <laughs> stayed surprising. busy. Stayed that is, yeah, not talking. a shocker whatsoever. <laughs> you know, um, it was, I mean, it was great. And I still get sad to this day that I didn't keep playing because, mm-hmm. I mean, playing catcher, it was, it, I started getting a little hard on my knees. Sure. But I love watching my baby. She, she plays softball, and she can play. Mm-hmm. My boy, he plays. He's, a, I mean, he can play. So yeah, I'm excited to watch my kids. I mean, I don't, I don't live through them, but I li- I'm living through. I'm living for them right now because I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Are you the dad that coaches from the from the bleachers? No, I coach everything. I actually <laughs> coach everything. Oh, you actually coach? Yes. You're like a legitimately on the field, on supposed the field, to be coaching, not coach. one of those parents that's like yelling. I, I coach everything. Oh, that's nice. Because I, like I you know, for one. You know, today's age, man, it's different with people, man, with the, with people's kids, man, you know? Yeah. And I don't play by my children. So I, for me, it's I'd rather be hands-on and be involved right. than, you know, the times have changed. You know, you, your kid come home and tell you something, you're like, well, I was there. I didn't see that. Well, right. now I'm there and I'm involved, and now I got an eye and got, got hands, and, mm-hmm. you know, I can help shape their lives along with other kids' lives to be, say, hey, man, I was coached by Travis Johnson. You know, I was right. coached by Robert Smith. I was coached by, mm-hmm. you know. And, and Is Robert around? Yeah, Robert's still around. Oh, I didn't know that. So, you know, it, it, so you can, so the kids remember that. You know, mm-hmm. and it was funny because uh, who did I coach first? Uh, I coached her first. I coached <laughs> softball. So she mm-hmm. wanted to play softball. And it's about five, six years ago. And I was like, well, I coach, you know. And matter of fact, so uh, Adrian Johnson, who's a major league umpire. He lives down the street from us, and Adrian was like, man, let's coach together. You know, our kids were on the same team, right. and they just – he felt like they weren't getting coached right. So he's like – and but we'd have all these conversations in the stands the uh-huh. first year, and he's like, let's do it. I'm like, cool, if you want to do it. He's gone half the year, so then I get stuck doing it until he gets back it's best, after the playoffs. It's better to be an assistant coach than a coach. Oh, no, what, I, my, I, what I know, my husband man. always I, says. I, no, it, you're not you know, responsible. It is schedule wise, but it's but I'm I'm a control freak yeah. when I coach, and I like I got to take over. I'm yeah. sorry, this is not. Yeah, working. but then you cannot miss. You can you have to be there first. You can't miss anything. Yeah, that's and the during problem. Football season, I that's can't very coach hard. basketball or football. Yeah. But you should or anything be an assistant like coach. Yeah, I could probably, I, and I, I can assistant coach basketball. My buddy George coaches my kids' yeah. team, and, and I can help there, him out. You help out with the drills. But you still want to, like, you know, I coach flag football in the spring. That's my thing. How, right. how, well, how, did, how did y'all do? Black foot. We've won the championship like four out of five years. I mean, Did we got a squad. That's like, that's like right now with uh, Kevin and Cal. Kevin and Cal McNair are, are assistant coaches together. Oh, really? On a flag football team. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm a pretty good coach, but I'm a hell of a general manager. Okay, I can get the talent. There's nothing wrong with <laughs> that's that. That's the key. Get the players. He's scouting little kids. Don't make coach right? look good. All right, Travis Johnson is with us. Questions from the crowd. We have a lot to talk about tonight. We haven't even touched on the Jaguars yet. They're four and four. AFC South, you talk about playoff race heating up. It's midseason, but, man, it's getting hot for sure in the National Football League. We're at the Greenway location. It's the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show. The Big Finish is up next. The Fuddruckers Texans Players Show continues in a moment. 
We're back with more of the Texans Players Show, live from Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers 59 and Wesleyan. And, yeah, the game's going to be on here. After 7 o'clock, they'll have first pitch at Minute Maid Park. And the Astros try to clinch the World Series for the second time in three years. And I am jelly. I am jealous of this, okay? I want some championship. Let's go. I don't know when it's going to happen. I think that we have the right quarterback, though, Travis Johnson, who's our guest tonight. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. He is. I mean, when you you think about it, the Browns could have had him. The Bears Bears could have had him. If I was a Bears fan right now, I'd be so mad. Oh, you're pissed. It's every you pass day. on Mahomes, you pass on Watson, you trade up, and you they get got Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky, and that's what's killing your team right but, now. And, the, and here's the crazy part is when you put up their college films against each other, mm-hmm. there's no way. I, okay, I understand <laughs> I understand. you might say, oh, I'll take him for, before Mahomes because he went to a smaller school, maybe didn't play. That is interesting. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. there's no way you put Deshaun Watson's film, mm-hmm. Mitchell Trubisky's film, and – Patrick Mahomes film right next to each other from college. It's it's overthinking it. Oh, it's it, overthinking it always it. is. And I think it puts a lot of pressure on Trubisky that, you know, he might, like, getting drafted, uh, obviously the kind of team would be different, but the Bears are a pretty good team. You know, it just puts a lot of pressure on him that doesn't need to be there. You know, he's got to be better than these guys. And you know what? You really don't for the team to be effective. They made no. the playoffs last year with him, and if they make the field goal, they win a playoff game. Oh, no question. But I think that whole draft class has changed how teams are looking at quarterbacks. It was not that long ago that even Bill O'Brien, I mean, as one of the coaches said, it's very hard for a rookie quarterback to come in and do well. They need to have a year to learn. I mean, it takes a while. Now it's like you see offenses adjusting very quickly. Like if if their quarterback's not working out, you throw the rookie in there and you adapt – the uh, the offense around their skill set. We're seeing college quarterbacks come out and have more success, success because of what Mahomes and Mahomes had a red shirt year, so he's different. But Deshaun especially to come oh. out there and do what he did so early and have the success that he had. Well, I, I mean, I think you you look at it as most of these coaches have learned. I mean, when you even go back to Vince Young when they had yeah. when they had uh, Jeff Fisher, Jeff Fisher tailored that offense to look like his Texas offense. Yep, so that's why he had a lot of success early. But then when you ask him to do things later he it was hard on him but Deshaun hadn't had that problem I think mm-hmm. w- when you look at a guy like Dabo Sweeney I don't think Dabo is, is a coach who I don't think puts his neck on the line with some of the things he said publicly mm-hmm. you know it's one thing to say come out and say it privately to some of these teams like hey man this guy is great but to come out publicly and say man this dude is Michael Jordan that that is such high praise it's and you, and I, just, I just talked about the pressure on Trubisky. I was like, what about like, the- yeah, whatever. I'll deal with it. Because you can deal like, well, with it. Well, that's just but, Dabo. But, but you tell me how he isn't. Right now, like, he's, oh. he's giving. Uh, you sold I, me. I mean, outside of, if we, if we can protect him, mm-hmm. there's nothing we can't do with this team. Yeah. I, all right. So let's get to, uh, get to some questions from the crowd, and then we'll get back into this conversation. Mary, hello. Hi. Hello, Miss Mary. How are you? I'm good. What do you miss most about playing football? Uh, the checks. Um, <laughs> besides, I love this answer. I thought you were say camaraderie. I love this answer. <laughs> no one has said it, but that's so, uh, so true. Good. Of you course know. you miss the checks. I mean, outside of the checks, uh, <laughs> it's, it's the guys. You know, my body doesn't miss it. You know, I used to have two good hips before I started playing this game. Mm. Uh, but I miss the guys just like how it was this past weekend was – it was wonderful seeing everybody, your brothers, you know, and, it, and it's just one thing because you know, this game has been brutal to a lot of us. You know, this mm-hmm. game has been very brutal as far as mentally, physically, 
and uh, financially at times because, you know, some guys have never got taught how to take care of their money. So, right. you know, you get to see guys in different stages. So I think the biggest thing is 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 to check on your brothers. You know what I mean? And, and that, that's what the Legends Weekend gives us is a chance mm-hmm. to check on each other and be able to do, you know, be able to be able to have a, a, a welfare check to say, hey, brother, how you doing? You know, right. and if you don't have his number, get his number and, and say, you know what? I'm going to put it on my – I'm going to make it a mission to put on my list and make sure I call you every week to just say, hey, bro, how you doing? Do you need anything? You right. Might not, you know, you might not, it's not, it might not be monetarily. Right. But you just probably need a voice. Support. You probably need somebody because for all these years, you got to think when you went to college, you were in school four to five years and you lived with these people. You lived with everybody. And you saw these people more than you saw your own family. And to not hear from those guys or to be in a locker room and to not hear from those guys, that's like losing a loved one. You don't know how to you don't know how to adjust to that. So I miss the guys more than anything else. And I've been fortunate because I have I have Andre. I have, you know, DJ who I didn't play with. I have uh Wade Smith. I got a bunch of guys that I'm I'm cool with that we all still live here and we see each other all the mm-hmm. time and talk all the time. It's great. It's great. All right, Lawrence, what's your question? How's it going, Trav? What's going on, Lawrence? Did you have fun at the homecoming game this past weekend and was it fun being back down on the field? Uh yeah, you know, it it was a great time being back on the field. You know, it was it it was uh, you know, seeing the crowd and hearing the noise for a little bit. You know, but it it, it was, you know, it is it's it's a game, you know, and I love coming to the game and the mm-hmm. atmosphere, the fans in Houston are second to none. And I think they showed us so much love and you love to see the that with people who recognize you like yourself Lawrence, you know, like Miss Mary that recognize you without a helmet on. You know, because that makes mm-hmm. you feel like, man, I must have did something right that these guys remember me, and or you did something real wrong, and they say, <laughs> hey, they remember you, you know, hey, that's the guy we drafted for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Dang it, you know. So, you know, they say hi anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You you remind people of that, but no one would think uh, about that, Travis. But you know, I, I you know what? I I, I I love it though, man. You know, yeah. it, it is what it is. I saw Aaron one day. I was like. You know, I got drafted before you, right? You know, but it's just all, all, all in jest. But he's man. like, a lot of people got drafted before me. A lot of people right? got drafted before me, exactly. But you know Imagine what? That's how Tom Brady is. You know, and I, I still don't understand that because I was a big, I'm a big Michigan fan, so I loved Tom Brady for a long time. Oh, so you watched that and you thought, this guy's got to get picked. Oh, like, it, it, but see, this is one of the reasons why I didn't go to Michigan in the first place because mm-hmm. I was, I, I committed to Michigan out of high, uh, two really? days before signing day. Whoa, oh, I, I didn't, didn't know, know that. This. Two days before signing day, I committed to mission. Called Lloyd Carr at his house and said, hey, man, I'm coming. <laughs> and my dad goes, man, you sure this is what you want to do? I said, man, you know, it's my dream. You know, from the time I was a kid, I wanted to go to Michigan. Wear, right. wear the Maze in Blue, man, yeah. sing the fight song, no, everything. Did but, you visit? Oh, yeah, of course. I, I mean, went, you I went visit on, there. On it's a, a few hard times. Time. It, visited Beautiful. back then. Oh, yeah. The facilities they had then, that's a hard place to say oh, no to. Oh, man, my first, game, my first game I ever watched there was 1999 Ohio State versus Michigan Jeez. in the big house mm. and watching 102,712 at the time, <laughs> and it was awesome. It was – Oh, man. I mean, and, you know, it was guys like Tom. Tom, Tom hadn't got drafted yet before signing day. and But it was like uh, James Hall and – Rob Renis and uh, Ian Gold and, you know, uh, 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 Big, Big Jones. I can't remember his last name. Dahani Jones. And all these guys I thought were surefire first-round picks, surefire top guys. Right. And they would slide on draft day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is that happening? Because these are guys that I look up to. These yeah. are guys that I know can play some ball. Mm-hmm. And then you watch it happen to Tom. And I'm like, dude, I, I, can't, go to, I can't go to Michigan. Wow. Florida State's putting out guys every year. 
top team, top yeah. 15. And the brand it. of that is going to help. It, of course. It, along with everything else. All right, next question from the crowd. Hey, how you doing? How are you? <laughs> uh, how well do you think the players will adjust to the time change when they play in London this weekend? Good question. How does that affect? It's going to be... Six 8.30 hours. Central Time when they kick off. 8.30 so, a.m. Central Time. Yeah, so they're going to have to be up at, you know, 2.30. Well, not 2.30. <laughs> how about 4.35 Central Time? Well, it all depends on, you know, because I've been over there before, I think it all depends on how you approach when you land. You know, that's always the biggest yeah. deal is how you approach when you land. I, st- I stayed up until it was time to actually go to sleep, like my regular time. So, right. like, if I wouldn't go to sleep till midnight – we, me and the wife literally stayed up, mm-hmm. went out, ate, party, did whatever we wanted to do. When midnight hit, they're like, okay, now let's now let's calm on down. Midnight in London. Midnight over there, over right. overseas, and then yeah. brought it down. But it's still 6 p.m. here, and I'm wondering, am I going to be able to get to sleep? you got to wake you, up you, super you'll, you'll early right. on Thursday. You, you'll be all sleep right. Sleep on the plane. Yeah, people said, start staying up late now. Or whatever. No, don't stay up late. No, just get up, up early Thursday. Think, you'll be just, tired. I think it's tired. just whenever the team gets there. Just mm-hmm. keep him up until regular bedtime. So, so Mark wants to nap as soon as he gets there Friday, which is the worst idea no, no, in the no, world. No, no, If you, you take did. a one-hour nap, it kind of you, you'll ne- you'll never get back up. You really. will you will feel like it's nighttime. It's I'm going to be so hopped up on Claritin D and coffee. It's going to be great. Okay, <laughs> Mark, what's your question? Travis, yeah, Travis, what Texans player has uh, surprised you this year with their play? Ooh, oh, surprise this year. What Texas we talked player about DJ surpri- Reader already, but that wasn't a surprise. Yeah, no, DJ wasn't a surprise. Neither was uh, Whitney Merciless. I, I believe with, 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 with Jadavian gone, uh, it was gonna, it's, the door was wide open for Whitney to make plays. Um, mm-hmm. I got one for it. How about Carlos Hyde a little bit? Yeah, I was going to say one of the new that's guys. That's a great addition because he's, he's really running the ball. Duke yeah. Johnson last game, some of the runs that he had. Like these are like these guys are are very impressive. I, I think for you know if I'm looking at at uh I love Zach Cunningham man. I think Zach yeah. Cunningham gives us so much versatility, mm-hmm. and and I loved him as a draft pick, and I'm and I'm loving every every week you see him get better. But uh, Brendan Scarlett, yeah, oh yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I think he is he has jumped off the tape week mm-hmm. in and week out, and he's going to have to keep doing it. Yeah, and I think that to me he's the guy that I'm looking at and saying you know what. He's having a year. You know, with with Hyde, I've always liked him as a running back. He's better than I thought. I mean, oh, because you watched him in Miami. You know, you really was it Miami and, no, no, and San Hyde, Francisco. Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. And, you know, last year. And but he, he didn't. Go to, he, he went didn't to Alabama, a... right? Carlos Hyde went to Alabama. No, school? No, no, um, no, Ohio State. Ohio State. One yeah, of yeah, then he, then he was have... Cleveland and. Um, yeah. Kansas and, uh, we City. Got from the Kansas City Chiefs. Jags. He was with the Jags. Yeah, right. I mean, in the last year, he was with the Browns, the Jags, and Kansas City. From week mm-hmm. one to week week one of 2018 to week one I always liked him in San Francisco. Yeah, was, in San, in San that Frank, was his was best. That was his, but he was still he had injuries. Right. He changed coaching staffs. Like, I, I feel like this is the most consistent best play that he's put out there besides and that one, one season, one or two it seasons. It probably also Frank. has to do with if you love the city you're in mm-hmm. and it's a good environment. Be surprised how 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 much better you play when really you're, when you're in a real a good environment, a stable environment, and you know it's one of those things where we traded for him, so right. he know we he knows we want we him, wanted him, right? You know, so now he's not he's not looking over his shoulder all the time of if I make a mistake they're gonna mm-hmm. yank me out of the game. If I do this they're gonna do that, or they're not talking behind my back inside the building because I'm doing exactly they wanted me, they knew what I were, they knew what I am, and you know I I think it's it's a peaceful feeling. 
uh, and having Deshaun Watson as your quarterback. Oh, Back that's to Deshaun for a moment. I mean, that that has to help any player know that you have a guy like that. All right, so we haven't talked about the play yet where he got kicked in the eye and spun around and rolled out to the right and threw the touchdown pass. Probably couldn't see when he threw that <laughs> he touchdown He probably pass couldn't too. see. Uh, he, he says he couldn't. Because, I mean, you get you get hit in the eye. Basically, you got, you got punched, which is worse than a kick. I mean, right. I mean, which is a kick is worse than a punch. But you get kicked in the eye. I mean, kicks to the eye ended Ronda Rousey's career the last few in the last two years. I mean, you know a lot saying? of guys are going down to the turf right there, just collapse. But he, but that's he's cool, man. Cool, like they, like Chick Hearn said, he's cool on the other side of the pillow, <laughs> you know. And, and the will to win—that's the biggest thing. Is you you've seen him on the you've seen him on the biggest stages play his best ball. Mm-hmm. You watched this in this game this past week, down, lethargic, and he continues like you watch him play. Mm-hmm. And he just brings us back, just methodically brings it down the field. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't think we could ask for a better leader. Yeah, I really don't believe we could ask for a better leader. And the things that he brings to this team is uh, – that was a – you couldn't draft I, – I, I don't even know who we would have had outside of him and say, you know what, this we could have been successful with this guy. Well, I mean, you, the move to go up and get him was so aggressive and it's working out wonderfully. All right, cup, a few minutes left here. Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl is coming up. And it's possible that the Aggies end up there. And I just wanted to ask you about Jimbo. My guy. Jimbo goes from Florida State to Texas A&M. Yeah. I never quite understood that, that move. <laughs> I never, I mean, I know that the Aggie facilities are amazing. And I visited there yes. last offseason, and I was thoroughly impressed. How can you not be? Well, he probably liked the checks, too, Mark. The I mean, checks are great, too. But Florida State, Travis, and you went there, and, I, I, you know, I'm, not, I'm a hurricane. But Florida State is no... Uh, I, no uh, back seat. This shouldn't take a back seat to anybody. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what, what what put him put us in the back seat. What our our our, our basically our what do they call it? The administration. Mm-hmm. Our administration is is. I mean, they are the chargers of college football. They don't want to <laughs> spend any money, you know. So like we don't like it's certain uh, things that we don't have. We didn't have an indoor facility for until Jimbo basically forced them to say, listen, if you don't have it, we'll lose recruits. Then they didn't want to give. Now they don't want to give a standalone facility. Then all of a sudden, when Jimbo leaves, it's oh yeah, we're gonna do a standalone facility. But guess what? No money's moving. No ground is really? being broken. It's just all talk. And the organiz- I mean, it's certain things that Jimbo fought for, mm-hmm. like private planes for the coaches. You've been to Tallahassee. There's yeah. nowhere you can fly straight out of Tallahassee no, no. except if you go to Orlando, uh, North Carolina, no, you or, can't go anywhere, yeah. or or Miami. Maybe right, you right. know. Otherwise, you're gonna have to connect everywhere. Yep. So, a Coach, if you're at Alabama and I'm at Florida State, and I, I could go see four players in one day, right? And you've seen two, and you mm-hmm. go see those same four players that take you two days, right? Mm. You know, yeah, so that's it's a good just, point. I didn't think of it like that. He, he's going to recruit, and I, I tell I tell Aggie fans this all the time: is give him four years, mm-hmm. and I promise you, the Aggies will have a national championship. Wow. wow. Okay. For uh, so right now, this is year two. Everybody's like, "Oh, we took a step back." Yeah, why did you take a step back? Because the tight end left, the running back left, the center yeah. left, all yeah, all great pieces, yeah. all great pieces mm-hmm. that were should be seniors mm-hmm. that would have been able to help you move this team forward, but they didn't. But the good part about it is you're getting a lot of young guys that's going to get that playing time. And now next year, when they play Alabama, when they play LSU, when they play the schedule that they're going to play, this is going to be a, a very good football team. Okay, all right. So, you but I would I would I would have left too though because right now. 
Like we're fam you right right now we're fam you. <laughs> no, you're not. I, Mark, you think Florida I'm joking? State? Right now we are. It is. <laughs> listen, Mark. They called me the other day. The, the college social science called me and says, "Uh, would you like to donate some money? Because I donate every year." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Nope." They said, well, "Why not?" I said, "Well, because I majored in football too. Until we get that, <laughs> until we get that in order." And fix our head coach. Ooh. I'm not giving you a dollar. Ooh. Did you see the crowd at some of those games this oh, year, it, or lack thereof? It's abysmal. Like it, that was for them. Holy moly! Like Mark, we we can't fill up Dope Campbell Stadium and tell it. It's never been done. I know. It's, it's sad. It's a. It's halfway through the first quarter, and the student section's not full. It. it I don't. It. I can't it, even it compare it. It boggles anything. the mind. It, it, looks, the it mind. looks worse than FAMU after halftime, after the band got off the field already. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Because <laughs> they stay for that band. Oh, of course, you can they stay for the Marching 100. Band. We got hey, the best band in America. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, FAMU? Yes. Oh, gosh. Oh, they're yeah. awesome. They're incredible. Oh, they're phenomenal. I mean, I think the Aggies are the best marching band. They march better they march than the anybody. Time with those but music, I mean, it's hard to argue with FAMU. Okay, that's going to be it for Travis Johnson. We have Texans All Access coming up from here, but thank you, my friend, for being with us I appreciate y'all for having me. Thank all you right. for Travis Johnson, Texans All Access next here. Fuddruckers at Greenway. This is Texans Radio. Team, if we strive to make things better like Hyundai, we will have success. If we commit to being the best like Hyundai, we will have are the snacks after the gang couch? Molly's mom brought snacks. Yeah! Success! Get up to 1500 in total savings or 0% APR for 72 months on the new 2020 Elantra. Hurry in today to your nearest Houston Hyundai dealer. Offers end 1031-19. Call 877-282-9650 for more offer details. You're invited to Super Bowl 54 in beautiful Miami for a once-in-a-lifetime football experience from NFL On Location the official hospitality partner of the NFL. You'll meet NFL alumni, enjoy exciting pregame parties, watch the action from the 50-yard line, and celebrate on the field after the game. For easy one-stop planning and access to hotels and travel, let NFL On Location plan your ultimate Super Bowl experience. Secure your official access and the best seats at Hard Rock Stadium today. Visit NFLOnLocation.com. Location.com. Location.com. 